There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So we know the Livy method works. People are losing weight. People are losing weight in a healthy, sustainable way. Um, but we are all about stats and science and research, which is why I'm so excited for this conversation today. Introducing Ruth Kane. Ruth is a Libby loser. She knows the program inside and out. You are also a professor and you have been researching or do we say studying the Libby method for the last well, couple of years now, I think. Hi, Ruth. Hi. Hi. Pleased to be here. Um, yes, I'm a professor at University of Ottawa. I'm a New Zealander and currently in New Zealand. But nice. I've been at University of Ottawa for 17 years. And um, I did the Livy Method in 2019, 2020, very successfully for myself and was intrigued by the way you ran the program. I'm in teacher education. I'm an educator, not um, a nutrition research person. But I was very fortunate that you allowed me to study the program and the community and to then we, after I'd done that for a year, I think we were very successful and we won a grant to study yeah. it on so the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Commission Council. So, yeah, we've been doing it for a couple of years and it's very interesting. <laughs> my okay. passion project at the end of my career. Well, I, I love this. And, you know, you what, how much did you lose initially? You lost the 70, you lost 70 pounds? 72, 72 pounds. I was up 226. I'm about five foot three. Um, I have the same story as many, many, many of your members have been. I'm of the era that dieting was a way of life. We were very, very good at it. We'd tried everything. And um, we drank the Kool-Aid. We ate low-fat foods. We never ate nuts. We never ate avocados. We tried everything that came on the and put it all back on. So, um, yeah, yeah. It, it took me a year of your program, three sessions. It took me one session to believe that someone is slim and tall and racehorse-like as yourself would know anything about weight loss. So <laughs> there was a few trust issues at the beginning, but yeah, it's, um, and that's what intrigues me about the Livy method. There's um, scientifically, I believe science is catching up with the Livy method. I believe it's becoming in sync now. And it's something that is possible what the when you engage in the research when you really dig into the research on weight loss obesity and things like that the secret source that they cannot deal with is sustainability 
and applicability. Like if you've got loads and loads of money, you can probably pay to to deal with your weight loss issues by having a personal chef, a personal trainer, etc. But basically, all of it. Yeah, yeah, at a population level, there is nothing out there because not um, and. That is what's so intriguing now with the research moving a little bit to look more closely at sustainability with the survey on sustainability we launched a few weeks ago. Understanding why people like myself, because I was at my goal weight early 2021, and so now it's 2023 and I just muddle along five pounds here and there, up and down, but, yeah. And but so I want to understand the sustainability of those members who are, are doing that so we can, yeah, so we can help people, basically. it's Yeah, yeah. so also straight up so we can prove that you can lose your weight in a healthy, sustainable way. Everything yeah. that goes into that and that People are not just losing weight with the living method, but they are moving past their weight loss journeys and living a life where they're maintaining and sustaining their weight. You know, what I love about you is what you probably love about me is that, you know, for those of the, for those who are listening and maybe don't know my background, I lost over a hundred pounds. I had been helping people lose weight. I'd gained a bunch of weight and what I was taught, eat less, exercise more was no longer working for me. And then long story short, and that's a whole other podcast. I went down the rabbit hole of trying to figure out why. And that got me looking into everything from, you know, and and we're talking 30 years ago, metabolism, lifestyle, insulin, microbiome, like all of these, they, they were not metabolic issues uh, and whatnot. That no one talked about any of those. And what I love about you and the fact that you are the one researching the living method, and, and we do that proper, by the way. So we're not paying you to do this. Um, you did yeah. recently receive that shirk funding from the government, but this is not a you know, we want to go about this the right way is that you also know what, how hard people are working at losing their weight. They really are doing things differently. It's not being just mindful of the foods that you're eating. There definitely is a rhyme and a reason behind everything that we're teaching on the living method. But beyond that, the food part of it is, is the working through the issues and associations and habits and beliefs and that, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy element behind it. Um, so I just want to give people a bit of backstory on why you're the perfect person. <laughs> so let's get into, I believe when you first started with us, your, your passion behind was kind of, you know, the process of learning yeah. and, you know, um, how I was helping thousands of people from, I mean, at this point we're in 55 different countries and some people who are living very remote communities who don't have a lot of access, not only to, you know, but like healthcare and professionals and and whatnot and that is that kind of how it started what what yeah it's I was doing a lot of work up in Nunavik in northern Quebec Mm -hmm. with Inuit and I had just returned from Nunavik and while I was up there um there are a lot of social issues in northern communities in Canada and related to poverty and displacement, etc. But one of the things I noticed up there, and it just clicked, was that they use Facebook a lot because you don't have very good Wi-Fi or anything like that. You're very, very isolated, fly-in, fly-out communities. 
And they use Facebook to communicate as a community, like Kujwak would have a Facebook page and they'd pop stuff on the Facebook. And then I started with you and you were using Facebook and I had never been a Facebook user. And you were building this community where people felt safe. And I don't think we can underestimate that. I think it's very difficult for somebody who's struggling with their weight, especially those of us who got into the obese range, for want of a better word. I don't like that word that much, but um, how isolated it is, even within your own family or within your own community, within your own workspace. And you were bringing people together where for some of them, for the first time in their struggles with their weight, they felt like they belonged. They felt like they had found their people, that people didn't throw back at them, well, just eat less and move more. People didn't throw back at them, um, well, your only should be eating 15,000 calories a day or something like that. You had a community that or you created this community where people could be vulnerable. And I was fascinated by that. I was truly fascinated how, I mean, I'm a university professor. I've been teaching in high schools originally and then universities my whole career. I'd be lucky to sustain engagement over the 12-week semester. And your course is 12 weeks. So it. I just was fascinated by how you built community. And I thought if you could do that over Facebook, and I know nothing about addictions, but if you could hold people's attention, create safety in a group over Facebook, maybe there's a way for other social services to be delivered in this way, like addiction counselling, support groups, anything, young mothers in Nunavik or an isolated community. So that it wasn't the weight loss originally that engaged me. It was that that intrigued me. Yes. And, and then I'm going to assume that you, you yeah, even for just like how to get healthy 101, people go to the mm-hmm. doctor, the doctor's like, go get healthy, go lose weight. What does that mean? How do you do that? I always say my program beyond helping people lose weight successfully is it's a how to get healthy 101, how to prioritize yourself 101. Even our amazing guest experts are so freely sharing and giving all this knowledge. And I think it's just a a group of people who want to wake up and live their best life and want to be healthy and want to, you know, whatever. And it's, it's backed up by people who want to support people who are on that mission, who've been there and done it themselves and backed up by experts who are equally passionate about actually helping people. And it's such a whole vibe when people are working hard and their hard work is actually paying off because it's it's done in a very the program is done in a very systematic way where one week leads into the next and you and I have talked about this if yeah. you were just to isolate any one week of the program anyone mm. else looking in would be like well how is this working and that's not working and there's so it's like <laughs> I know there's a lot of how do you study something when there's so many working parts uh, yeah. to the program I I do want to say like how do you collect your information maybe we could. 
uh, talk about yeah. that for a second for people listening. When we say we're researching or studying or we got funding, what what does that mean? I know that you do surveys at the end of the, each program, throughout the program, you do focus groups and whatnot. So how are how are you yeah. gathering the 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 stats, the science, the research behind the Libya method? So we've refined it a lot since we got the funding. The first year. And bear in mind that I'm not a weight loss researcher. I'm not a health researcher. So I think the first survey we sent out, or perhaps the second one, so at the end of each program we've got a survey and we've been refining that. Part of that is questions that your organisation have said, can you include these so we don't overload people with surveys? So part of them is about the program itself, for feedback for yourself and Tony and your company. But And, of course, there are questions about weight loss, but there are also questions about engagement. The research is very interested in, or the research field is very interested in, how is engagement linked to weight loss? Um, what are the factors of this program that encourage engagement? Because the attrition rates, the number of diets out there and the research shows that most people have 30, 40, 50% dropout rate of a diet program. So what is it that keeps people in the program for 12 weeks? Because it's It's very clear if you stay in the program for 12 weeks, you will have success. You may not have the success you imagine because in your head you've been reading a lot of magazines that say lose 10 pounds in a week. So you have to accept that this is different, this is slower for some and healthier but if you stick around, you will get have success. The evidence of the data. So we run surveys at the end of the 12-week program that gets sent out to every, that get posted in the Facebook group and a link in the app, I believe, because some people yep. don't use the Facebook group. We also run focus groups at the end of every program And we have recently started a survey or sent out a survey to people in the maintenance group because we need to understand what people like myself who have maintained their weight for over two years now, and I do feel very much that this is my new norm, what is it that we are doing differently from people who are struggling to maintain their weight and things. So we have to better understand what are the factors of the program that ensure success or that enable people to lose weight? What are the strategies once you've lost your weight? What are the behaviours that will keep you going forward to finally and forever? Yeah, I mean, a big part of this of this research is not just to prove that the Libby method is credible. And I, I'll get into those stats in a second, but mm-hmm. it's because we actually really want to help people. We want to figure yeah. out so many changes to the program that we've made um, are is because of the feedback that we've received. How many focus groups do you think you've done at this point? Oh, I should have looked that up. There's probably um, two years, three programs. There's well over a hundred 
No, well over 300 and something focus groups. And to be honest, last every time I do them, I think I contact you and Tony for a meeting and ask and say, I don't think I'll do them next program. I'm not learning anything new. But the members really want to talk about it. And I feel so mean if I say I'm not going to do the focus groups like because I run them. I did have research assistants help me. Um, I have struggled in some way to find research assistants within the university system that are open to, to listening and hearing. It's the most unusual thing that people have very, very fixed bias about weight loss yeah Mm. they're not open to it being done a new way they're i'm i'm learning that about the younger generation they're just doubling down on calories versus calories out and you know no no one's disputing that that's not an effective method for weight loss but here with the living method we're not going after weight loss we're going after sustainable if there's a difference let's talk about um the stats because in the spring you did an e-presentation at the canadian obesity summit and um there was a lot of things that uh, the main takeaway i noticed they were talking a lot about obviously the the new weight loss drugs um but you know with that again they're not sustainable either but was a lot a big part of that cognitive behavioral therapy and and how the body gets stuck on you know, it's, it's survival mode and feeling the need to store this fat back. And, and of course, you know, that, that, that stems from all these diets that people have done and you can absolutely change that. It just takes the kind of time and energy and work that people are putting into the living method because that's what it does. But what was your takeaway there? What, what were the stats that you feel are important? Um, and yeah, sort of where we are at compared to the conversation that's happening in, in the weight loss world right now? I think the weight loss world has embraced Ozempic and the other drugs. And I think perhaps there's a place for that and surgery. There's a place for that, especially for people who are at high risk and need to lose weight for surgeries or health reasons. However, it's not possible at a population level. It will resolve issues for individuals. And it's not possible. And to me, I mean, one of the most important things about your program, I believe, is that you very seldom mention the word processed food, but by virtue of following the program, we stop eating processed foods. Yeah. And so we stop eating the foods that are actually driving the obesity crisis because there's so much evidence in the research now that the there are the foods that are on our supermarket shelves you know are so damaging for us but they are it's just like a runaway train nobody can stop it it's the we are we are eating foods as a population that didn't originate as foods they originated in labs and we're not sure what they're going to do to our bodies. And um, so I think without trying, you're asking members to eat real food. Just eat real food. And if you eat real food and you listen to your body or you reconnect with your body, in due course you will learn 
how to feed your body well. And there's a lot of members in the focus group saying, Gina's taught me how to feed myself. You know, and as an adult, I'm learning how to eat the way I need to, to keep my body healthy. And so I think children learn that naturally, but I think we've been really sidelined by the different foods that are available now and it's convenient. Like I'm not saying it's anyone's fault that we eat a lot of processed foods because they're designed to intrigue us and to feed, to, I don't know. Well, the diet industry has, the diet industry has perpetuated processed foods with its, you know, artificial sweeteners and, you know, low sugar, no sugar, no fat foods, you know, those types of things. And then, you know, to your point, children, they're, 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 you're born in tune to your body's needs, you know, when to eat, what to eat, how much to eat you know, drink, drink when you're thirsty, sleep when you're tired, all of those things. And we're, we're learned to really disconnect that from, from a young age, disconnect ourselves from that, whether it's eat everything on your plate. So you're, you learn to overeat or wait until dinner in three hours. So you learn to not eat and, you know, eat things that are supposed to be healthy and good for you, but, you know, maybe are upsetting to your stomach because you have a sensitivity or allergy or, you know, your digestive system isn't developed as a young kid. And then you add dieting on top of that, which we deal with so many people who've been dieting so many stories since then they were 12 years old. So then you're Mm -hmm. learning to disconnect, to starve yourself, deprive yourself to, I, I had a spill the tea conversation with one of our members the other day who was taught, like you feel bad while you're on a diet until you reach your goal, like normalizing just feeling deprived and feeling awful and feeling low energy and, you know, normalizing that feeling meant you were successful at your diet and weight loss. When our program is so much more than that, obviously being in tune to your body's needs and bringing awareness and whatnot. But can we talk quickly about the, well, not quickly, but I'm not trying to rush this conversation, (laughs) but the stats in terms of how much weight people are, what are we proving here? Are we proving that, you know, the Livy method works? Like, what are the stats in terms of how yeah. much people are losing compared to other programs like Noom and Weight Watchers and whatnot? Well, I think it's important to reassure members because members can see different people losing lots of weight and some of your guests spill the tea um, members and things like that. Some of them have lost a, a big chunk in a session. And I think members have to understand that Members who lose 30 or 40 pounds in a session have weight to lose. Yeah, That's not the only weight they've got to lose. They may be looking towards 100 pounds to lose. So the average weight loss across every session we've surveyed bounces around from 11, 12, 13 pounds. So it's a pound a week, which is so, so safe and healthy. Because every pound you lose, I believe that you're maintaining that the next week and the next week, that you're building maintenance in if you're losing your weight slowly. So I'd really encourage members not to be to be excited for for their fellow members who lose 20 or 30 pounds, but to recognize that this is very personal, that we're not average. The problem with the diet industry and population health and things is we quote averages, but nobody's average. You know, for every person that's lost 40 pounds, there's somebody who's lost three 
that's how you get the average sort of thing. So the average weight loss is about 12 pounds a, a, a program, so a pound a week. And so those of us who had, like I lost 72 pounds, those of us who have upwards of 50 pounds, we should be aware that it's going to take a year. It's going to take three sessions, but every session you do will cement and lock in the previous session. So you're building maintenance in as you go. And so just be patient because the slower it is, the more sure you are that you're building in the maintenance for those of us who have a fair chunk of weight to lose. But the clinical clinically significant weight loss is 5% of your body weight in six months. And many, many members do that in three months. But it's important to remember that it's in six months because if we back that number off and we take two sessions, if people give us their weight loss over two sessions, we will find that it evens out a little bit. Typically, you don't eat, lose more every session. You actually, It actually evens out. And so the 5% over six months is considered by the Canadian Obesity Society to be the healthy way of losing weight. And once we've demonstrated that, which we have many times, um, that is when the health insurance and the government will start looking at the program more closely for doctors recommending it. There are so many doctors recommending this program now. You know, I only find that out through focus groups, but people will say, doctors will say to them, well, I've got a patient who's had success on this. Why don't you have a look at it? They can't recommend it, but they'll say, I've had patients who seem to be is sort of enjoying this program. So, Yeah. Well, we're looking to be the number one weight loss company in the world. We want to teach people that there's a different way. There's a healthy, sustainable way. And that's a big part of the research that you're doing is going to help us get there. Um, you know, the next thing for us would be to move into some clinical trials and, yeah. you know, to get that type of data um, you know, where people are being followed on their program and beyond that, the health, the health benefits that people are seeing, you know, which, you know, decreasing their medications going from pre-diabetic into normal range. Like that's yeah. a whole other thing that just gets me so excited. I do want to just touch on the amount of weight people are losing because, you know, I hear someone be like, oh, it's week seven, and I've only lost seven pounds. I've lost, you've lost seven pounds in seven weeks in a healthy, sustainable way. That is something. And we're so wired into a quick fix in our society. But let me challenge people who might be listening to you now being like, oh, I don't want it to take a year. Like someone, oh. we've had people lose as much as 80 pounds in one program. You, There are people who lose 50 pounds in three months, but there's still the time just because they're done physically losing the weight doesn't mean that there isn't still work for them to do mentally in terms of sustaining their weight, working through their issues and habits and, and, and triggers and so much. But I challenge people that might seem like a long time for you. But if you've been trying to lose weight 20 years doing quick fixes, how are those quick fixes working for you? Because yeah. our goal is to help you lose it. Take this time now, invest in it, and then move on for the rest of your life with the tools that you need to be able to sustain and maintain your weight. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Um, so I love that. Um, let's talk about then maybe uh, resources that people are, are using, Ruth. Are they using the app? just the Facebook, the book, what are, what are people doing yeah. to be successful? I think the last survey, if I recall, about 14% of the people are just using the app, which means they're not engaging with community, and which is interesting, except they could, and I thought of this just before the podcast when we were chatting, they may have their own little communities. Yeah, so they may have their own family group, their little chat group within the app, and or not within the app. I don't think you can do it within the app, can you? Oh, yeah, that's a, we're going to work yeah. on that feature where one you can use the app whenever you want. You yeah. don't have to wait for our fall, winter, spring program. And another because the, so many people just want to use the app but mm. want that sense of community. So we're looking to add it in a chat feature where you can get your friends and you can all your yeah. family or whatever who's doing it with you. Yeah. And do that. Let me, let's talk there. The importance, one of the, I know because we, you and I talk often is the importance of community when following the program. So maybe let's start with that. I think it's crucially. And in fact, the research, our research shows that when you do a cross tabulation of the weight loss with the satisfaction of the program, that engagement, the, the community engagement is huge. Now, that does not mean that people have to go in and ask questions because for some reason, and I know there's a rhyme and a reason for every week, and for some reason people have, the focus groups take time and I don't learn a lot new because I've done so many of them, but they are so exciting to hear people say, well, I don't, because I say to them, what does it feel like to be part of a community of 30,000 strangers, 40,000 strangers? And people in the focus group look at me as though I'm crazy and sort of say, well, Gina's talking to me. Like, she's just talking to me. And I just laugh because you have that capacity, Gina, to you know your program so well is by is what the research is showing that you just talk about things just when the member is experiencing them, just when they need to go on. And the as an educator, the little check-in videos are like an anchor for some people every morning. They're like a stake in the sand. Okay, this is today. I'm starting my day. 
with the little check-in video. I do not have time to listen to engage with the live until I go for my walk tonight, but the check-in will keep me. And they'll hear you in the morning. It'll set them on their path. They then will check into the Facebook group when they need to. They're feeling frustrated. And somebody, they may post, I'm feeling frustrated. This sucks. And somebody will respond. Somebody will encourage them. And that's all they need to keep going. The other thing that's so unusual and that members value, like it's hard to say what are, what is it that they value. It's the whole package. But the fact that they can go in any time and connect with people who may be experiencing similar feelings as themselves, similar ex- frustrations, but the permission you give people or the, the community gives people to say, okay, you don't throw away your whole day or start the diet again because you may have had a donut with your girlfriends. Or you may have been frustrated with your children and you ate that chocolate. You don't throw it all away. And so that, it's the learning that people are going through. They they forgive themselves. They give themselves grace to say, okay, I'm human, so I ate the cake or I did something. I had a blowout last night. I ate chips when I was watching that movie. That doesn't mean I have to do it tonight. And that's okay. I'm human. Okay. They don't. The punishment is not there. It's very hard to capture. Like you said, it's very hard for somebody to drop into the program over one week and say, well, how the heck does this work? This isn't going to help you lose weight. But It's when it all comes together and when people are made to feel safe and when they can drop in and a total stranger will just say, you've got this, girl. You've got this. That might be all a very busy mother of young children needs. And so it's, yeah, that's the magic. Well, I don't like using the word magic because it's not magical. It's community and support and caring about each other. I'm uh, I'm having a bit of an aha moment here with you because I'm I'm just I, I'm I'm taking it back. For example, jobs and this just bear with me on this conversation where I had bosses who would berate you and come down on mm-hmm. you and make you feel like just so lucky to have a job because you're just doing so horribly. And we're, you know, I, I don't want to bash, bash Weight Watchers, but you know, you, you do well, you get your lifetime mm-hmm. membership, your weight goes up and you get your pin taken away. You know, you got to stand up there in front of people and own where you're at and the donuts you ate and the chips that you had. And there, there's this kind of berating behavior uh, that boys don't cry type of thing that suck yeah. it up, buttercup, you know, just do it. Just, you know, that just do it, you know, like all of that stuff, that mentality, you know, and I'm thinking about dieting. It just, we give permit people permission to understand life getting in the way, permission to understand that your the feels are a big working through your feelings, how people have utilized food to cope 
for many things. Um, don't even get me started on past traumas. And, yeah. you know, it was really important to, for me to provide, to provide a really safe, I used to say p- safe, positive space, but I'm, I'm kind of shying away from that word positive because, it doesn't have to all be sunshine and rainbows. And, no. you know, sometimes people get really feely and they're really frustrated that they've spent 20 years of their life trying to lose this weight or life's not making it easy or they sabotage themselves. And, you know, it re- weight loss is just so much more than what you are eating and when. It's it's really about showing up every day for yourself. And that's the hard part, I think, if, if you ask me. And, and we're all – someone at the obesity conference, I, I don't know if you were there standing with me. I was talking to one of the muckety mucks, you know, the the who's who and the who villa yeah. obesity. Like, well, there isn't just one diet. And I was like, yeah, there is. There's a human diet. We're all human. And the program allows you to follow a program and process that works for the human body, but teach you how to make it more individual to your needs. If you have health issues, food sensitivities, and, and, you know, all of those things. Um, What's your, what's your, like, what's your aha moment about the program or your biggest, what are you most surprised by or? Um. I th- I think I share a lot of your members sort of you go through waves when you go through the program and one of the waves is, you know, you can be really angry with the fact that I did everything they told me to do. I didn't eat high-fat food. I didn't eat this. I did it all right. And then you feel so conned and cheated by the diet industry you engage with. And it's okay to feel angry for a bit, but you've got to get over it. You've got to let it go because you've got to move forward. So the biggest aha for me is that you have to eat to lose weight. Like you really do. If you'd told me that 40 years ago, like I'm 66, and the natural thought was you have to starve yourself to lose weight. You have to deprive yourself to lose weight. You have to not eat. You have to work like a Trojan at the gym. You have to beat yourself up. But you have to eat to lose weight. And you have to work with your body. Your body's not your enemy. Like it's the only, your body's only job in life is to keep you alive. And well, and that's what it's trying to do. And, to, you know, to be 63 years old, stand in the mirror and realize it's the first time I've ever liked my body. I don't want young girls and boys going through that. I don't want people to feel like that. I want them to feel that this is my body and it's going to carry me through the rest of my life and I'm going to feed it well and listen to it instead of putting all these barriers between my body and my head and and I'm just going to listen to it and that's a gift that's it's a real gift because like we've got one life and one body and you're teaching to be honest people say to me like She's teaching me how to eat. She's giving me a new life. Like, this has changed my life. It is phenomenal the the ways in which people 
who are successful on the program and go on and take their time, who realize they're living a totally different life than they used to live. In many ways, it's not just food, Gina. And I know you've got this in mind for different groups, but it's the the weight loss is irrelevant after a while. It, actually, that's a bit casual. That I shouldn't say that because I know how important it is. But um, like I was on high blood pressure medication since I was 35 till when I was 63. My family's got a history of it. My parents were on it. I, my brothers, some of them are on it, my sister. Um, and I just thought it was genetics. And I don't take anything anymore. At the age of 63, I got off two daily drugs. And, you know, that is liberating and it's powerful. It makes you feel like I'm the steward of my own body. So let's see how I can make choices to be healthy. So it's more about health for me and wanting other people to do that. Yeah. What what gets you excited about what's to come? What do you want to dive into? What's what's next? What's I mean, because it's kind of been a path of like (laughs) ah, you know what I mean? Like it's become more than what I would imagine you expected it to be so what what are you excited about now it's become much more I'm fascinated by maintenance because I think people are struggling with it Mm. It, it's not you get so excited about losing the weight and about having been successful and I think the maintenance like what's going on in the maintenance and mindfulness group and the feedback we've got from the survey, like the survey's got, it hasn't got as many responses as I'd hoped, given the number of people in the group. It's got 385 responses as of this morning. It's still a great response of, you know, great data set, but I'm so used to our surveys getting five, 6,000 responses yeah. that 385, I thought, hmm, it's not maintenance enough. Isn't, it is enough. Maintenance isn't as exciting as weight loss, I think. That's I the thing. It's, impo- but, it's more important than the weight loss, mm. but it's just not as exciting. I I, I met some members who uh, yesterday we did a little production thing, and they're in mate. They're they they're in maintenance. I'm like, are you in the maintenance group? And they're like, no. I'm like, what? Why not? (laughs) We have this amazing weight loss program. Why are you not in the maintenance group? I was a little bit like, what? And I'm like, okay, let me get you in the maintenance group. Maintenance isn't as exciting. It's not as mainstream conversation. I didn't, I mean, I didn't mean to interject there, but it's it's not as cool as weight loss. Maintenance is not as cool as weight loss, but maintenance to me is everything. The whole goal of losing your weight is to get into maintenance. Well, yes, and to be able to live your life the way you want to live your life and Mm -hmm. to be that person that has no, that is super comfortable around food. Like I've Mm -hmm. come home to New Zealand, I'm here for four weeks, I walk through a shop, I walk through an airport and I see all the chocolate bars and candy that I saw and craved as a child. And I've never seen some of them anywhere else. Like there's certain things in New Zealand, uh, 
cafes or something that I've never seen somewhere else. And there's a slice called a ginger crunch. And I think, God, mum used to make amazing ginger crunch. But do I feel like it at the moment? Mm, mm, no, not really. And I'm quite comfortable saying that. Ten years ago, I would have had one, a slice a day by now, and a right. Whitaker's peanut slab, and a chocolate fish, and whatever else I grew up with, pineapple lumps. And I just think it's no big deal if I don't feel like chocolate fish or if I don't, it's no big deal to just say, nah, not at the moment. And it's no big deal if I do feel like it. And I do have it. But like to sort of be that comfortable is is incredible. And that's coming through the maintenance survey that 68% of the people, I made some notes this morning, 80% feel calm around food. What? Which is like that's a big takeaway for somebody who's struggled with their weight all their life to feel calm around food while you're in maintenance, you know. So that's huge. Um, 68% are extremely or very confident that they will maintain their weight, that this is it, this is the new norm, this is it. So, you know. Even that and, is so huge because what yep. statistically out there in the diet industry, what's the the number of people who sustain their weight? What I'm, it's oh, got to be some crazy low math. Actually, or, I must I must go back through our work to find that because it's low. It's low. Yep. Like it's more typical, as you know, to put on more weight than you took yes. off. Yeah. 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 I just had a great idea. We should do entry surveys, Ruth. We should take note of where people are at before they even do the program well we've sort of got that data i mean it's probably more common knowledge in terms of just like general data out there but specifically it could be a great idea to do an entry survey of how people's relationship with food before they start the program how confident they are in maintenance before they start the program, you know, after they're done the program, reaching their goal, after they're done putting time into maintenance. Oh, it's a, it's a rabbit hole. You and I could talk for the next yeah, 10 hours. Yeah, we could do lots <laughs> of I am uh, cognizant of our time. I do know coming up that people will have the opportunity uh, to fill out these surveys. I do highly suggest that if you're listening and you have the opportunity to do so that you do take part. Um, I don't know, Ruth, if you are going to do um, more, um, focus groups, maybe you're going to focus more specifically on the maintenance program. I'm not sure. So I don't want to overpromise um, with you, but um, we are always looking to hear back from people because we want to know, even the people who failed, this is really important because you and I talk about this all the time because you, it's like you keep getting the same information. The, the program's great. Community is important, this and that, whatever. We really are interested in the people who don't follow through and finish. We want to know why. Why didn't they finish? Why weren't they successful? What what can we do there? So let's talk about that before we go, is let's talk about the people who are not successful because I want to be really real about that. Yes, living method's amazing, and most people will reach their goals and be successful and all of that, but let's talk about the people who who don't and why and, and what we're looking to do there. Yeah, I think on the whole, the people who who don't have success that I've talked to, and I've done some one-on-ones with people who have 
sort of been part of a focus group or have emailed me and didn't get into a focus group but wanted to have a conversation and and had not done well, had not lost weight. When when it comes to that, like I don't know why they haven't lost weight and I always suggest they they check in with their doctor because I like 96% of the people who answer our surveys have lost weight and uh, of some amount. The people that had not lost weight in the focus groups the last round, most of them said, but, you know, it was my second round and I was a bit cocky, so I know exactly why I haven't lost weight and so I'm going to do it again properly. So they'd maintain their weight so they were very comfortable with that. But some people don't lose weight and it intrigues me why because to me if they systematically follow the program and they have weight to lose, like perhaps people, you know, really don't need to lose weight. I don't know. I just suggest they go to their doctor and chat with a health professional. I wonder whether... You know, we've been trained all our lives and if people are eating out or things like that, maybe their portions, like they're eating more than their body needs, I don't know. Maybe they're not tuning in. The most difficult thing to learn on your program is the mind-body connection, Yeah, especially for people like me. And we talk about that in the focus groups that when did you get the four questions? And people usually take two or three of your programs to really get, okay, I get it. I am listening. Like that is difficult for people. So maybe people who don't lose, um, I really don't have answers to for them. I'm not a medical person. I try to encourage them. I try to encourage them to reach out. But, and perhaps expectations like they some people expect the weight loss to drop off really quickly. I mean, the one at the end of your 12 weeks, in week 11 or 12, you introduce personalizing the plan. And that really speaks to the fact that we're all different. Yes. That we have to learn to listen to our bodies mm, because you can't tell us to eat so many grams of this and so many grams of that. It's not going to work. So you, the, the you must learn. Take the time to learn to listen to your body because the payoff is phenomenal. Because then you just give your body what it needs. I know I that, make it sense. The, well, it 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 is. That's what it's, and that's why it's so for people who do the program. Very quickly, becomes less about the food and more about issues and associations and yeah. triggers and habits and traumas and coping. I think what makes weight loss really hard, besides the fact you know someone coming off twenty years of dieting and diet mentality in the diet industry, you know, and all that, is because of all the ways that we utilize food. We need food to survive. We use yeah. food to celebrate, to show love, to, you know, bond over. We use food for so many things and to just enjoy. And yeah. we're not going to stop doing that. So you have to kind of re- like learn to reconnect with that. And that's why I love your statistic about, you know, people being calm, that what, 86% feel more calm or whatever that statistic was. 
um, around food. That's the goal. It was yeah. checking that. Is that what was that? Wait, was I correct it in was that stat? 80, 80%. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whenever I throw out a stat, Ruth is always quick to let me know that, uh-uh, no, no, that's it, that's <laughs> done. Because uh, we want to make sure we do things right and proper around here. Um, Ruth Kane, I could talk to you for days. I always enjoy everything. I'm so grateful for you because of everything that I'm learning. I've learned so much through you from our members about how to make adjustments and improvements and communicate to our members. I mean, uh, we always talk about everyone behind the scenes, want people to be successful and to really reach their finally and forever and move on. And you included, you included, you really want people to, to get to where you are and to really be successful at this. And hopefully together one day we will make a dent in obesity rates um, and see them start to decline rather than, you know, year over year increase. Uh, we really are on a mission to do something here. And um, I, I cannot thank you enough for your passion for the program and oh, all that you do. I'll leave you with a better statistic from the maintenance survey. 98% okay. of the respondents understand what their body needs to stay healthy. Uh, 98%. Well, it doesn't mean that they all work they all give their body what they it needs, but at least they know. And they Gina, know. like that's your program teaches people stuff. No other diet teaches us stuff, except that we're useless and we're failures and we're lose. You know, but ninety eight percent know what their body needs. That's great. They've got the tools. Maybe today. The kids are driving them crazy and they're not doing it, but they know what they need, their body needs to stay healthy. And it's about health, you know. So that's it's a real gift that you're giving people. And I am passionate about it. And that's a little bit difficult as a researcher because you think, well, you're just reading the figures that you want to read. But I can also acknowledge that, there are like where there are questions or where there's feedback for you and Tony, I, I always make a point of doing that too. So, but no, we're going to go on. Well, you definitely know how to make my day. That's what it's about. <laughs> it's about helping people unlearn, relearn, learn yep. what they need to do to, to not only lose weight, but to be able to maintain their weight and move on from their weight journey at the end of the day. So, I mean, that's a statistic that just, honestly, I'm, I'm going to get off here before I start crying. Cause that's, yeah. you, <laughs> you try to make no, me cry. That's um, that's a good one. This is new to me because you and I still need to talk about the results of the maintenance, um, survey. So now I'm yep. really looking forward to going over, <laughs> going over all of that. Um, as always, Ruth, I, I love you. I adore you. I appreciate you. And I'm so grateful, uh, to you for you. So thanks for joining me today. Thanks. Bye, everyone. Take care. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.